Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother, Tasia Dash. Fresh off a Philadelphia trip, Tasia and I went up for the, the Nuggets game as we, as we mentioned last week. Um, and we got a chance to try uh, Eric's spot. Man, if you guys have been watching the show, listening to the show for the last year, you'd know that we talked about uh, the best big spot. And Eric told us to go to Ishka Bibbles. And uh, we went to Ishka Bibbles yesterday, the two days ago. And uh, got to say, Eric, we, we tried the Philly cheesesteak and the chicken Philly that they had. The chicken Philly was probably my, the, the best chicken Philly I've ever had in my entire life. So kudos to you with that. Uh, shout yeah. out. It's good, man. Yeah, so I can't. Um, I've been to a lot of places. I've been to a lot of places, um, but I mean, now whenever I come to town, I don't. I don't really. I don't try different places. Um, I just. I usually go get my one for each trip, the Escobibles, and that's it. <laughs> you have your spot, and that's it. Yeah, you just move on. Yeah, you get your spot, yeah, and you keep just go to my getting. spot, and that's it. Yeah. So we had Geno's, we had Woodrow's, we had Ishkabibbles, and we had Delisandro's. I haven't had I haven't had two of those. I'm gonna say you have not had Woodrow's and Delisandro's. Yeah, yeah, those two. The Alessandro's is closer to like the East Falls area, so it's a little more like northwest. Yeah, definitely haven't had that. Yeah, it's not in the city. Even like even our Uber driver on the way back was like, I've I've never been to this area before. I have no idea where I'm where I'm going. I was like, really? I was like, oh my god. Okay. So yeah, it's a little out there, but it was uh it was delicious. I'm sure we're gonna get a bunch of comments in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was really what good. Was it called the, again? So that, that's the one is that the one y'all would pick is number one? That's my favorite. I will say the chicken field that I had at Ishka Bibbles was the best, but yeah, I would say Delisandro's. Delisandro's? Delisandro's, yeah. Yeah. If it's out of the city, I'm not going to get to it. I was I was sold yeah. when one of the review one of the reviews I read said it was the cheese take to leave it was the cheese take to leave your town for. So wherever you live, it was the one worth it to get out of your area. So I was like, "All right, try that one then." I'll, I'll try it. Next time I'll come, just remind me. Now, I'll let you guys know when I'm going to go to a game. I'm not yeah. going into, in, into the spring. Or I'm not going with this cold. Yeah. It was really cold, uh, Eric. It was really cold. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'm not dealing <laughs> with the snow, even though that's my name. I'm not 
I'm good, man. I mean, sidewalks warm up to go. Sidewalks are completely iced over, so yeah, yeah. I, I'd advise against that. Yeah, yeah, we almost broke our necks a few times. Um, but obviously it was a good trip. Uh, we we went there. Obviously had the Philly cheesesteaks, all the Rocky statue, uh, and then of course what we went there for the main event, Jokic and Bead, and of course uh, won that one. And uh, we're gonna kind of get right into that with, uh, with the first topic. Since our last show, we've won uh, three straight games, but obviously the most notable one was the game we went to Philly for in Denver against Denver. Uh, we had a rough third quarter where Embiid and Maxi were a bit cold, but Tobias Harris, Tasia's boy, Tobias Harris, I, I think he knew Tasia was in the building and wanted to, wanted to prove it to someone to Tasia. Uh, but Tobias Harris showed up and helped carry the low with 24 points. After the game, Candace Parker said, we are one piece away. And Shaq replied with, if, he plays, if Tobias plays like this, I guarantee the Sixers win the championship. And then the following day, Stephen A. Smith said that Tobias Harris is the most important player on the Sixers. So, question for you guys: What do you think? Do you think do you agree with Shaq that we don't have to make a move because of Tobias? And do you think that Tobias Harris is the most important player on the 76ers squad? I, I mean, the most important player? No, he's not the most important player. I mean, the most important player is Joel, um, and Maxi would be next, and then Tobias. So if you're saying the most important outside of those two, then yes, um, that's how, that's how I agree with that. Um, <laughs> as far as what Candace said, I mean that's I love Candace. I mean, but that's a that's a tough thing to say because we had James last year with this group. True, and, and you know what I'm saying didn't win. So, um, I don't know if it's necessarily the right. We need another piece as far as we need the pieces that we have to work the right way. Yeah. Um, I guess you can always add more guys, but you're still taking something away if you're going to get that. And and what is that dynamic going to look like? So I can say that I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with what what she says as far as you need another piece, but all I'm saying is we, did have another piece the previous year and we had the third best record in the league and it didn't work out. So yeah. it kind of depends, you know, it, those pieces, you know, um, you know, the, the piece that Denver added last year was, you know, probably their fifth option offensively or fourth option yeah. was the piece that they, offered. they, they, you know, they, they added, but they gave up, some, some some guys to get that you, you you understand what I'm saying so um things have to work work his work his way out um as far as Tobias doing this and Shaq and they saying I mean whoever said he if he has to if he, or Stephen A said it if he has to he plays this way come on, come on. we've been saying it for years we we know what this is like it's the opportunities are—is he going to consistently get the opportunities? He's showing us this year that he can produce when he consistently gets the shot attempts. Yeah. Um, so before that, I believe he had ten shots or seven shots or whatever it is. So I—I I just don't know. I just—I just think more with Tobias, more so than him being able to get. The, the volume, I think it has to be the timely buckets. I know I spoke about that with James in the past, where I think now is Tobias, 
the timely buckets, the timely, okay, now take over, the timely, we need you to get on the road, we put the ball in your hands. So it's the timely plays where he may be that roller coaster as far as scoring 20, scoring in teams. But it's when we need it, will he be there? And last few games he has been. Um, so where I get to answer the questions just to give him his flowers real fast. Um, only 10 shots in the Denver game, but he had six free throw attempts. He was six for six. So, um, that's nice to see. Been going to the free throw line a, a little more lately. So he's got, uh, six, 12, 19, 21 over his last four games, free throw attempts, um, made all of them. So that, that's a good sign going to the free throw line a little more. Um, you know, two of four, two of three, three of seven from three in his last three games. But then you see, it's just weird. You have games where he shoots 20 times and then he goes and against the Rockets two games ago and shoots seven times. So it's just so up and down for him, right? That's just why he either scores like 23 or like 10, not the consistent 17 a game that we've talked about. Um, so I don't agree with Shaq. Um, that the other player has been Tobias because the other player has been Tobias for five years, like you said, and we we go into the playoff. We can't go into the playoffs expecting something different because he scores twenty points once every three games. I, I just it's nice to see him do it, I, and I already know he's capable of it. So it's like it's not like he has to prove to me that he can do it. Um, it's just consistency at this point, right? Um, because when we need Tobias to score seventeen to twenty each night then we're disappointed in the playoffs when he doesn't do it. Right. And then if we lose a big game in the playoffs, we look at the scoreboard and Tobias had 12 off like five shots, you know, it looks like he didn't show up, but he hardly touched the ball, which has definitely happened in playoff games. I remember there were a playoff game that he didn't touch the ball for like two and a half, three quarters. They gave him the ball late in the fourth and he just passed it right back. It's like, I haven't shot in like since the first quarter, I'm not taking a, you know, a, a game clinching shot here. Um, so we, don't I would rather add a legit player, not even like a star, right? I don't want to. I don't want to even say we need to add the Levine type of guy. I think we we almost need to add another Tobias, another guy who can average that thirteen to seventeen, and on a given night give you like twenty five. That way, if Tobias or that player has an off night or the night they're not on, or they're not shooting as much, the other guy shows up and scores that seventeen. So you're getting that from one of the other guys. Um, but the funny thing is we kind of already have that. Like Ubre can score anywhere from like 15 to like 22 in a game. So adding another guy who can do that, like you said, Eric, it's not just adding another guy who can do that. It's adding another thing that fits. It has to fit with what we're doing. Um, so basically I want to hedge the bet and have another Tobias. Uh, we certainly just can't sit on our hands and do nothing. We have to do something. A George Hill type trade is not going to do it for us this year. We need like a legit, needle moving trade and that doesn't mean go for like a levine it just means go for a guy who will get who we who can score 13 to 17 in a game um yeah i also do not agree with steve today i don't even need to repeat what you said our most important player is joel because if joel doesn't show up in the playoffs i don't i don't give a crap if tobias scores 25 in a game we're not going to win so it doesn't matter. Like doesn't Joel win. has to show up. 
yeah, we're just not going to win that game. And Tobias could average 26 that series. And if Joel averages this class as this typical, you know, injured 18 and like 11, we're not going to win. We're going home. Um, now, if Joel plays 80% of what he does in the regular season and Tobias could average 25, then yeah, we're, we're running through people. But um, Joel has to do his thing. Max has to do his thing. And then Tobias becomes the next important guy. So I guess you could say he's our biggest wild card factor, not our most important player. Yeah. Yeah. He was clutch when he was called upon in the third quarter. Yeah. He's huge. And of course. The, and the other guy stepped up too. I think that's another thing that, you know, it's it's obviously simple to say Tobias is the other guy, but like, that he needs to step up. And, like, Marcus Morris had an incredible uh, uh, second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, his four-point play ties uh, ties the game. Um, and just, everyone stepped up. Uh, Batum was phenomenal. Oubre had, had a very clutch three uh, in that game. So, like, all the guys stepped up in that game. And this is also without Melton and uh, Robert Covington, too. So, we were missing some pieces. And I think Denver, correct me if I'm wrong, I know a lot of those guys were on the injury report going into the game, but they all played. I don't think they're really missing anybody in their rotation. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, I don't think so. Yeah. Our other guys stepped up in yeah. that game. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Um, so uh, sticking uh, with the Denver Philly game, um, another criticism that's been heard by many, uh, mainly the, 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 what do you call it? The talking head, uh, Mad Dog Rousseau uh, was t- speaking about the game. And he said, uh, that Jokic and Embiid hardly guarded each other, which Tage and I did notice that we were, when we were watching the game. Tage was trying to get a good shot of uh, Embiid and Jokic, and they, they, they guarded each other maybe a little bit during that game, but hardly. Um, and a lot of people were kind of saying the same thing, that they, they wanted to see more of Jokic on Embiid or Embiid on Jokic. Um, the question is in this one, are we too focused on analytics and neglect the matchups that people pay money to see? Uh, to this, uh, to, to these games, Eric. I know it's not the only match that people say, "Oh man, they weren't guarding each other" or whatnot. But uh, do you think uh, the people that or teams are taking more of uh, focusing on the analytics versus the uh, the matchups that people want to see? Stephen A. also agree with that too, wholeheartedly. Hmm. He agreed with that they didn't Rousseau. guard each other. Rousseau, that we're too focused on analytics yeah. and it's taking away the matchups that people want to see. Yeah, I, I I know we've well just right off. I don't think the two are related. Like I don't think that they aren't defending each other because of analytics. Like I don't. I'm trying to figure out how how that became one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they aren't guarding each other because what one does. Why have Joel? Why pull Joel away from the basket when um, you have a guy that plays on the perimeter more than he plays on the on the post? So put him on the guy that, that that's that's probably the, uh, a lesser shooting threat, and he's around the rim. So I thought it's strategic. I mean, yeah. Boston put Drew Drew Holiday on Joel. Well, that wasn't analytics. <laughs> that was just where he plays. Mm-hmm. When you spend a lot of time on the perimeter, you're going to double him anyway if he's on the block. 
It's true. So if he's on the perimeter, put a smaller guy on him. I think it's a I don't think that's an analytic move. That's a try to win move. Um, but the difference is you you know, you don't have you have situations where people play so different offensively and their priority becomes how do we want to play offensively more than how are we going to defend the offensive priority is what's is the most important priority that that's why you know you 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 build your team based on what you want to do offensively um you play guys based on what they want to do offensively so when it comes to defensively you you try to create something that's going to be better for your team um and i don't think teams has prioritized matchups and defending and i don't think the players have either so i don't think it's an analytics thing joel is not going into that game saying man i'm guarding him that's who i'm guarding when they went through the scouting report if he would have said i'm guarding him they would have said no no joel we don't think you can do that That, that's that's i don't think the guys are asking for it either I don't think yeah. guys are coming in, top players saying, I'm, I'm, I'm guarding Luca this whole game. I don't think they're not doing that anymore. Yeah. So, but I don't think that's an analytic thing. I think that's a – coaches don't want it. Players don't want it. I would love to see it. I would love to see – like, if I'm watching the game, I'm like, okay, I want to see these two go at it. Then show me some analytics and stats when they're guarding each other. Yeah, yeah. When he's guarded by him this whole game, the whole game. I mean, that's when you when you look at the, the great centers that I played with and against and before me, the, it was no question that they had to guard each other. There was no question. Those were examples that Russo was bringing up. He's like, Akeem guarded Shaq. Shaq guarded Akeem. David Robinson guarded Ewing. Ewing guarded David Robinson. Ewing guarded Shaq. They all guarded each other. But they were all very similar centers, too, though, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is, is are, are Joker and Joel not similar? Yeah, they both kind of sit out by the, you know. Are they not both? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, are they both not similar? One brings the ball up more? Like, what? what is? what are we missing here? Mm-hmm. It's not like they have – neither team has a traditional 6'10", 6'11", power forward. They both have 6'9", 6'8", power forwards that are the third or fourth option. Like, yeah. what are we missing here? It's, it's, it was perfect for them to defend each other. But like I said, I don't think the team wants it, and I don't think the players want it. it it's it's not a priority for them to, to do that. Like, everybody wants to see it. If you If you're – if you're asking me as a older player and former player, I would be like, I would love to see that. But if you go ask my sons that are that are younger that watch the NBA, it makes no difference to, to them whether they guard each other. They don't care. They have they don't care at all. Like if, if this is the team against the team, they'll go and compare their numbers and look at this and that, but they're not caring whether they defend each other. It don't even matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Jokic guarded Embiid more than Embiid guarded Jokic. Um, because I think I read before the game they wanted which is, Embiid. Which is to interesting do. because Joel is the better – which is interesting because Joel is the better defender. But he's guarding yeah. at least. I think they wanted Joel roaming, they said, though. He's probably a better roamer and – no. Please go ahead. I'm listening to you, man. Rome, no, no, I was gonna say, he's probably, he's, tell me all about it. No, 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 he's probably a better roamer than Jokic is, is what I'm saying. That's maybe why they did it that way because I mean, he's a better shot blocker, he's he's quicker to get to like spots than Jokic is. Jokic is more of a kind of a not a statue, but he's more statuesque than Joel is, right. Do you think that's why they did it that way? I mean, I, so, I don't know. No, I mean they did it that way because they didn't want him to guard him because they didn't want him chasing him around on the perimeter. That's that's why they did. It ain't about him roaming. If you're gonna roam, you're gonna let him roam every game. Then you're not gonna let him roam against the best guy in the league that he's playing against. And he's your guy. He's the best defender. Go lock him up, and then drill him on the other end. That's what I want to see. Lock him up, make him pay on the other end. Not make him pay on the other end if he guards you, and then we'll let him go off on the smaller guy and you roam. Come on, man. Be real about it. Say no analytics. Just say no, it's not analytics, man. Go at that dude. Go at him. Go at that dude. Go defend him. The whole game, every minute you out there. If he out there, you out there. You guard him, and then you run down the court, post him up, put him under the basket, make him pay, beat him up. That's the difference. That's what people want to see. But I don't think the players want to see that. I don't think I don't think that matters to the players. Not that they can't do it. I just don't think it matters. I don't think it matters to the coaching right now. I don't think it matters to the team right now. That don't matter. That kind of matter, that kind of lineup, that kind of matchup does not matter. That's an older mentality. Yeah, they don't care. Yes. So I can't say I, anything's wrong with it. It's their choice. But do we hmm. want to see it? Yes. I'm not going to criticize it because that's their choice. But when you're talking about, we, we're talking about, Who's the best? Like, they always want to say who's the best nowadays, way more than they ever did. But then they play against each other, and they don't even defend each other. You leave that game still wondering, well, who's the best? Yeah. They didn't defend each other. And it's funny, too, because they mirrored, they mirrored each other's minutes. Let me go look at the stats and then see who let me go look at the stats and see who was the best based on the stats. Man, <laughs> show me. Throw them stats out the window and show me. I will say though, Jokic only had three assists. And then we'll go to Denver. And then we'll go to Denver and do it again. Yeah. And then we'll go to Denver and do it again. Yeah. Jokic only had three I'm assists. Saying, that's though, what you do. So. They go to Denver and do it again. 
-hmm. something something kind of worked there i mean part of their offense runs through Jokic creating plays for other people and he only had three assists so they're definitely not gonna go away from it in denver he also had like 40 rebounds too in that game yes he did that's because he had uh Patrick Beverly guarding him sometimes. No, he 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 rebounded when Joel was on him too. Yeah, Yeah, no, he did. He did. 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 It didn't matter. It didn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Jokic literally took away that streak of his. I mean, because if he would have grabbed three of those rebounds, what he end up with eight or seven? Seven, I believe. He had could have got three of those rebounds, and some of those, man. Joel was in position. Jokic just went over a top of him, just tipped that shit in like, mm-hmm. many times. He, he was right there for them. Like he had two or three tippins uh, with when contesting a rebound with Joel. Yeah, I mean, they killed us on the boards. What was? Let me let me find out. It I was at one point it was like a seventeen difference, sixteen or seventeen difference. It ended up with 14, 46 to thirty-two. You no, know, forty-six to thirty-two. Man, I mean that is that's massive, man. Actually, let me see. Well, Embiid was roaming, so that's why he wasn't getting those uh, defensive boards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jokic had more rebounds than Embiid, Harris, and Batum combined. It's crazy. So, but Embiid did have more assists than Jokic, so. Yeah. Playmaker. Yep. What do you attribute that to, Eric? The, uh, the 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 discrepancy in rebounds. The rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. It could be other things. I mean, I think it. I mean, what was the difference in offensive rebounds for the, for total or just he those two had guys? More offensive rebounds and Joel had rebounds. Yeah, yeah, he, he might just have just those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jokic had 11 offensive rebounds. That's the difference right there. That is if he, huge. If he, he, he probably thought he wasn't getting the rhythm or getting enough touches, so the offensive rebounds is – that's the difference. He had more offensive rebounds than Joel had total rebounds. So oh, yeah. A lot of his, a lot of his playmaking could have come from rebounds where – and could have come with plays. A lot of times your assist isn't necessarily your lack of assist can come from sometimes not making guys make not making shots, but it can also come from more of the hockey assists where you initiated the play, but you didn't get the, the actual assist. Maybe it was this, the guy that you passed it to that got the assist. So or maybe the yeah. guy took an extra dribble and you just didn't get it, but you still created the play. So I didn't watch that game and thinking like, oh, we're stopping him. That we're stopping him from making plays. Like I didn't really view it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even though his assist numbers were low, I just felt we we played better. I mean, they, I mean, but every time we we kind of got a lead, they came back and took it until the end. Um, I know so that game was that game was sore shaping up for for a loss. <laughs> the way it was going until we went on that late run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I forgot who it was who was on the show with um, uh, Russo and, and Stephen A that day, but he was saying how 
and Beads had a whole career of talking smack and then going at the guy he's playing against and never shying away from it. So he he was like, if he's not doing it here, it's because he's being told this is the game plan and that's it. And Joel's just going with it. Yeah, I, I, that's what I said. I said this is what they yeah. said, but he didn't fight it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, it was Windhorse that was on that segment with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. And I think it started last year when we had that win in Philly against Denver, when Jokic had like seven or eight assists in the first half, and they were cooking us. And then we put PJ Tucker on him rest of the game, and it actually worked out better for rest of the game. Yeah. So you mean Doc made an adjustment? Ooh. <laughs> well, I heard he called Nurse, and he was like, yo, man. Uh, so are you saying that, do do? that Doc did something that maybe could have been positive? Is that possible? Yeah. How about that? Wow. I know. Put his big, <laughs> big boy boots on. Put his coaching boots on. <laughs> Nurse and Doc collabing for this uh, Nuggets matchup. Yeah, yeah. A medical <laughs> meeting. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully we maybe see more of this uh, Jokic and Embiid uh, one-on-one ball when they play each other. Maybe they, they guard each other the next matchup. Maybe they, they hear the criticism from <laughs> – They don't care about criticism. They, they care they about meet, the win. They, they got they, it. They meet, in the, they meet in the finals. You will see it more, but they're not going to see it in the regular season game. That's also what I think – uh Windhurst said too he said if you saw them in a series against each other I think you'd see it a lot more you hope so yeah, yeah. well that'd be amazing let's really hope for that yeah absolutely well I think Shaq's uh I think I saw a quote at halftime he said that that would be a fun finals those two teams he said it should be the, like the, that'd be a really fun finals yeah I mean 79 to 79 at halftime yeah that'd be a pretty fun finals yeah <laughs> Um, all right, so we're gonna get to our game picks. They did, they did it. Yeah, I think at one point the over under for the game was like 271 or something like that. It was 270 something, yeah. Obviously, it was under that, but people were definitely cashing on the the over at halftime seeing that score. It didn't look like it was gonna slow down. We had a slow third quarter and they had a slow fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so uh, before our next show on Tuesday, we have three games. We're going to get to our game picks. And tonight we are traveling to Orlando. We are a five-point favorite. And looking at the injury report, it looks like everyone's going to play besides Melton and Rocco again. And I think they're without Franz Wagner tonight. Yeah. Is that it? I believe, I believe so. So who do you guys have in, uh, in this one? Five-point favorite at Orlando. We've had success in Orlando. And Joel's playing? Yep. Yep. Um, let's say we win it. Let's cover five? Keep the streak going. Um, yes, late. Yeah, we'll cover yeah, last time we played them was in December. Joel did not play that game. We won by 20, 112 to 92. Damn. Yeah, that's what we've had. I just think that with that team, with Joel, even without, if we kind of – with something about 
the way we're playing against them. They kind of give them trouble, just like Orlando gives Boston trouble. Yep. Um, we kind of give them some issues. Would you rather take us winning or – no, I guess you kind of already answered. I was going to say or Magic plus nine, but I think you already kind of said that. You're taking us plus five, minus five. So um, I have us covering, winning. I, I agree with you. I think it's some late free throws that put us above the five. Um, expecting a good 30-plus from Joel. Uh, expect a good game out of Tobias. He's averaging just over 20 points a game in his last five games against the Magic. Um, and he hasn't had under five rebounds in those five games. So keep nice. that in mind when you're making your your prop parlays. Um, I will say, though, Orlando is number six in points allowed. They're number five in rebounds allowed and first overall in uh, assists allowed. So they're playing good defense this year. Um, I still think uh, Joel gets a double-double and Harris gets over five rebounds, though. I mean, just the fact that we scored 112 without MB last time we played them is pretty. I mean, the guy who averages 30 something points a game, and we score 112 without, without him. Yeah, it's true. Um, so then Saturday, I guess we have a little mini road trip here. So the Saturday, we uh, travel to Charlotte from Orlando to Charlotte. Uh, the spread is not out for that game. Um, and based on this, it seems like we'll be without Covington and Melton again tomorrow night. Um, I think the report was Melton was at least going to miss at least a week. So. Yeah. Um, and then Hornets, I believe they're without uh, no players in their injury report. So there you go. Yeah, you're right. Clean. Uh, what's the spread again for that one? Uh, n- no spread out for that one yet. Yeah, that's tomorrow night. Okay. I bet you don't be double digits though. It'll be around probably around ten. Yeah, we'll 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 beat them. Um, even on the back to back, I would suspect. Joel will not play, um, but I still think we pull it out. I think we have to, you know, like we say, it's almost February now. It's, you know, we're a few weeks from the All Star break. We have to start um, beating teams you're supposed to supposed to beat every game. Absolutely, it's that time. Yeah, we played them already once this season at Charlotte. That was uh, December 16th. We beat them by 53 in that game. Uh, MB did play in that one, and he had 41 points in that game, 42 points. So. He probably rested the whole fourth, too. I think that happens again. I think we, if he does play, I think we absolutely dominate them, um, win by 12-plus, and he sits the entire fourth quarter, gets some rest out of it. Yep. Yeah. They, they didn't have ball, though, that time, right? Uh, no. no, I think he, no. I think he was out at that point. No. And they didn't have bridges yet either, so they have bridges and ball. So, yeah. so let's take it down from fifty-five to about thirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then Monday we got we got a good one here. We got that Wembeed. So uh, Sixers will be hosting the San Antonio Spurs seven o'clock on NBA TV, and it's the first time Embiid and uh, Wembenyama will be playing against each other uh, in a nice Wembeed matchup. Wembeed. Wembeed, yeah. Nice. <laughs> what do you, who do you guys have in this one? Obviously, um, spreads out. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll 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 get them. We'll we'll win, um, especially at home. Um, Spurs have their full team. I mean, they could they could make it interesting. That wouldn't shock me. Um, but I do think that you know having Wemby come there, I think it'll be a little excitement in the in the arena. Um, but I think we win the game. I think we win um, probably a game they're playing us pretty well, but we pull away in the fourth. 
They win by double digits. Do you think Wemby gets a block on Embiid? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Because I don't think he defends. I think he maybe weak side defender, or he probably blocks a jump shot or something like that. He's you know, mm-hmm. he's not going to yeah. guard. Him. He's not going to guard him on the block. If they only block pop or double, he won't let him just play one on one. And and that's how you kind of get a block. He's shooting the ball over a double or something like that. You're the secondary defender. Wemby, a little yeah. roaming action. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Does that B get a block on Wemby? No? What do you guys think about that? Possible. At the rim. I could I could see that. It's possible. But he, he doesn't nice really team. attack. He doesn't really attack the rim as much as as you think. Um, yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, they, they're, they're trying to label him now as a center where they started the season as a power forward. So it's going to be interesting to see how they match up if they actually put him on Joel or they play zone. Like, they could play zone. Like, you don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, NBA TV. And I think that's that's the last game of a of our of staying at home. And then we go on a road trip after that game. So, yeah, then we got – Pacers on Thursday, Nuggets on Saturday uh, in Denver at ABC, and then the following Monday at Portland on NBA TV, and then the and that Tuesday back to back on TNT at Golden State. So that that Monday game will be the last of a the homestand, not homestand, but a home game before uh, we go on the road. So lots of good games, lots of national tele, nationally televised games coming up. So it's gonna be a fun time to be a Sixers mm-hmm. fan the next uh, week. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We hope everybody enjoyed the show. We hope everyone stays warm and uh, stay inside with this uh, cold weather that everyone's getting on the East Coast here. But, um, yeah, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. All right, fellas. All right, see Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.